0: Hey, welcome to the instant reaction to Colin Cowherd's podcast with Mike Silver. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Coach Noah Johnston. Uh, I didn't know what we were going to talk about today, and then that podcast dropped. And it was about a lot of things, but there was a solid 12 minutes where they were talking nothing nothing but Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And there was so much information that that's all we're going to talk about the entire show. And before we start, um, parts we'll agree with, parts we'll disagree with. It's a sports conversation. I wanna say that Mike Silver is a good friend of mine and he's actually been very helpful in my career. A Few years ago when I had nothing going for me, I asked him to just sit and have lunch with me in Davis. And he absolutely did. He would take, really great guy, family friend, and I am loyal to him. That being said, I'm gonna disagree with certain things, conclusions that he's come to, but it's uh, it's in a good spirit. So Mike- yeah, he, What's all, also I noticed is he,
1: he will actually respond to people like in, in his- Great guy. On Twitter. Great so. Guy. Just not just talking about Grant, like he'll respond. He'll respond to just regular, you know, regular. If you tweet
0: at him, he might respond to you. Not just a great guy, but one of the more connected journalists in the country, sports journalists in the football journalists in the country. He's been doing this since before I was born. So shout out to Mike. All right. There's like six different things that I wrote down as big pieces of news that came from this 12 minutes, starting with this Colin Cowherd and Mike Silver. Both said that they had sources. They even said, do we have the same source? And we're going to talk about who that source might be later. Uh, They said, basically, that the Niners are concerned about Trey Lance. Colin Cowherd got very specific. He said that his delivery aesthetically is ugly, that he's rebuilding his delivery, that he gets arm fatigue, that he puts so much effort into throwing the football. It's not an easy throw that he actually needs days off. In between throwing, this is all stuff that Colin Cow- uh, Coward said. And also, that, he, that the Niners are worried about his accuracy. Um, and then Silver went on and said, "Well, I mean, there's evidence like the, the fact that they wanted to have a Trey Lance package and they scrapped it. Uh, the fact that they didn't replace Jimmy Garoppolo with Lance after starting three and five. This is all stuff that they said. Buy or sell it, in your eyes? I'll kind of I'll buy some
1: of it. Right? I, I think we've both we've both talked kind of at length about his throwing motion and he I tells, call it funky. yeah he doesn't throw a pretty ball that's true it's, it's a I call, ugly ball yeah. I think uh you you said about you know, talking about how the great quarterbacks how it's a, the great quarterbacks throw a beautiful ball and you had questions of whether or not he could become one of those great ones because you know you can't think of a great quarterback where you're like wow it's kind of an ugly ball right like they all they all pretty much I throw guess Peyton ball. Manning would be the one but even if you look no at... One's confusing Trey Lance with Peyton Manning. They're very different. Well, but also, I think I think people are people think Peyton Manning later in his career. If you watch Peyton Manning, but he, he was throwing spirals early in his career. Like, true, it was, true. you know, he had the neck issue, and then he was throwing the ugly ball. Um, so I, I think, you know, you talk about that. So I agree with that part. The other part about... Why they made the switch at, at, at three and five, or didn't make the switch at three and five? I, I think that had more to do with the them just, or or even players coming to them, just like why are we keep going back and forth between these two quarterbacks. Like pick, like let's go with Jimmy and just and go like that. And then also, right, he was injured. At, Trey Lance was injured. Right, he had a pinky. He had a pinky issue. That's why he. Were, that's why Shanahan basically used him as a running back. For, for, you know. Right, and and there's that. So uh, I'll I'll buy the stuff about the about the the ugly ball, but but the other stuff. And, uh, what'd you say? Arm fatigue. The arm fatigue. I never, I've That's never the heard. First of arm time arm.
0: we've heard this either. Like I've what? never heard yeah. of.
1: I've never in in coaching football, and again, I coach coach high school, so I've never heard of arm fatigue. And we've had I've been on teams where we basically had one got one kid that could that basically could throw the football, and he threw for everything. He threw. Through an offense, and then when we moved to when we did first team defense, he would switch over, he would go on the other, you know. So, this is a guy that's thrown all the time. Hmm. Never heard of now, I was a younger kid, I've never heard of arm fatigue. I, I, I don't know, I don't know if this, like, if maybe Trey, what happened was Trey Lance had some arm soreness and it kept him out of practice for a couple days, and then they're just, you know, and you know, now someone's repeating this and saying, Oh, well. He, he missed days because of arm fatigue just because he had one bout of soreness or, you know. And the other thing, could he – he might have been – he might have had arm fatigue from having to ch- – didn't he say he had to change his throwing motion and adjust to the for the broken pinky, right? Okay. Or the, the finger. index finger. I'm sorry, index finger. So that might have happened when he broke the index finger, and it might have been a result of that broken index finger and him having to change his throwing motion and
0: because of it. Yeah, I mean, okay, look, what, what Calhoun said, I'm not going to dispute any of it. These guys clearly talk to someone high up in the organization. Aesthetically ugly delivery, yeah, I call it funky. Uh, arm fatigue, I can't speak to it, but watching him throw, I've never felt – like some people say, man, it's just effortless the way he throws, or it just comes – it explodes out of his hands. That's not Trey. Trey's very effortful in the way he throws. Like you can almost hear him grunt when he throws. And it's commendable. I mean, he could put a lot of mustard on it, but I think maybe that's contributing to some soreness. If you throw really hard, maybe you're going to be a little sore. Maybe he should ice his shoulder after he throws. I don't know. It's a baseball trick. Or maybe he just needs to take a little bit off sometimes. I mean, these are things you can work on as a 22-year-old. It's not a deal breaker. Um, Worried about his accuracy? Yeah. But you know, if Colin Cowherd had been at minicamp or or asked anyone that was, they'd know that he just really was extremely accurate at minicamp. And you know, D'Amico Ryan spoke about it. A lot of people spoke about it. Um, the, the thing that Silver said, his conclusions, though, like, first of all, like like the, uh, the the Lance package went away and that sh- that indicated concern. It wasn't successful. It wasn't adding anything to the offense, like him coming in and being a running back three times a game. And it seemed pretty clear that the locker room was heavily against it. So why continue with it? And then the fact that he didn't replace uh, Jimmy, I mean, I, I was – campaigning for it throughout the season. But I think from Kyle's perspective like he didn't prepare Trey to start last year. He gave 95% of the first team reps in camp to Jimmy. And to bring in Trey would be waving the white flag on the season cuz he wasn't prepared for it. He's 21 years old, hadn't gotten the reps, lot to ask. I still felt that he'd be better than Jimmy Garoppolo given all of that. But this is a different situation. He's getting the reps um and I mean if Jimmy Garoppolo starting week 1 then Silver's right, but I don't think he will be and that brings into question a lot of Silver's conclusions.
1: Yeah, I think didn't, didn't he say did he say like one of, one of the things he, he was comparing him he was comparing him to Josh Allen and said and said it's it's not often that you get a fifty five percent when you talking about accuracy accuracy fifty five percent passer that then turns into Josh Allen is able to improve his accuracy that much but I, I don't believe. There's the, where's this notion that Trey Lance is inaccurate coming from? Like, I, I don't, you know, then he had like 50, he completed 57% of his passes last year in two games. So you can't you can't really extrapolate that out two games amongst an entire season. I mean, I, that's not fair. So then you
0: got to look at his college and he wasn't also, real quick, real quick. The Josh Allen thing, he completed 53% of his passes year one, 58 year two, 69 year three, and then 63 year four. So he's only done it once. I mean, four out of the, three out of the four years he was like below average in completion. Right, and he started
1: out with fifty three. Trey yeah. Lance completed fifty. Lance yeah. completed fifty seven. And I don't know if you look at it, but what what did he com- what was what did he complete in the Texans game? Because you kind of throw that. Yeah, I'm near sword. seventy. Yeah, you, you can kind of throw the the Arizona one out, but then and then if you look at his college stats, he completed like sixty was it sixty six percent of his pass or the pass? I think Josh Allen was in the fifties in, in college, yeah. so
0: like not the same, okay, <laughs> not, not not the that. same at all, not, not the, the same. same. So I think these concerns. I mean, maybe the Niners are just to me. This is just the Niners being nervous before uh, taking a leap of faith on a young guy and I, I don't know why they're expressing these concerns to Colin Cowherd and Mike Silver off the record, but they seem to be doing that. So, fine. Um, whatever. It just seems to me that maybe Colin and, and Silver dr- dramatic uh, built it up a little bit to be a little bit more concerning than it really is. Like, I think we knew these things already. The stuff about the arm fatigue is I guess we'll see in training camp. I didn't notice it in training. I saw I watched him throw every day in training camp last year. I didn't see him. correct. But, maybe, ask, maybe ask him
1: during training camp. It's like, do you ever get arm? I don't.
0: Know, do you ever get arm fatigue? Have you ever get- your, yeah, no, that's a fair question, man. A lot of people are talking about uh, arm fatigue. I don't even know what that means. I'm guessing it means yeah. soreness. Does that happen? In- have you that's ever had good?
1: to? Yeah, have you ever had to sit out practice because of your arm? Because arm soreness or arm fatigue? Yeah, does it
0: affect you in any way?
1: That's a fair question.
0: Yeah. Am ninety nine says Colin's logic is that there was less noise and less people saying how great Mahomes and Herbert were, but the reason people hype up Trey is to defend. From hate, I, I don't. I think the pe- the what people people are putting like he he doesn't
1: have to be Mahomes or Her- or Herbert. Like it'd be ideal, right? If he's if he's like
0: that, but he just has to be a little. He just has to be a little bit better than Garoppolo. <laughs> Is it fair to say that Kyle also does not have great conviction in the quarterback position? I mean, he's constantly waffling between two options. He's not like Andy Reid. Andy Reed was a hundred percent behind Donovan McNabb for a long time. Then he was a hundred percent behind Alex Reed and Alex Smith. And then Patrick Mahomes. He never was like, well, you know, I got these two guys. Let's see who works. Kyle's like that. So I I just feel like it's a different nature. I mean, when has Kyle ever been super enthusiastic about his starting quarterback ever? He, Kirk was not his starting quarterback. (laughs) was his backup. He loves his backup. I'm just saying. Um, Couple more uh, comments and then we'll move on. The regular Ryan says, "Didn't Gabbert start 2015 because Cap had dead arm? Um, Cap was coming off shoulder surgery, so maybe Jimmy's going to be the one with arm fatigue this off season. I'd, I'd like to see." Arian A says, "Colin used uh, to praise Trey a ton last season. Ever since the rumor goes, Lance broke up with his daughter. He started talking smack. Trust fam, all smoke. I was just looking that up before the the." show started when did they break up can anyone tell me that when was the timeline of the breakup I
1: i remember when they when they were friends and colin was was promoting trey lance and he was he was all about trey lance
0: i gotta say cowherd and silver had very little nice things to say about lance what they said was he's extremely intelligent he's very athletic and he throws hard to me when you're talking about a quarterback that's patronizing the, la- the second two things, a lot of people feel don't translate to the NFL. And the first thing is being like, well, he's really smart. Yeah. It's just that he's an athlete. It's not, not going to work. Like, I don't know. So that's the nicest thing they could say about Trey Lance in this, in the, in this thing. Um, that Niner guy says the source of the arm fatigue is Jimmy, LOL. Who is saying this is the question? They heard it somewhere or they wouldn't say it. This is all bull. Well, we're going to hy- hypothesize on who the source or sources might be at the end but we're going to make you wait for that voice ad agency says, I think it's fair for us to argue that Lance is definitely more accurate than Jimmy Garoppolo in clutch moments. I'll take my chances with the kid. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's talk. I, about- I think maybe he, you know, the, I'm not going to say he's Lance is like perfectly accurate. I mean, he has, he he'll met he'll miss, but it's not like, I wouldn't say he's inact. He's inaccurate. Right. I mean, <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I mean, in that game against Arizona, where he had a low completion percentage, I think he had three drops, and I think he had four passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Now, maybe some of those uh, batted down passes are partially on him, but it's one game, and it explains right. why his completion percentage was much lower in that one than the other two appearances he had. The one, right? One. I think the biggest issue, at
1: least last year, was was the inaccuracy over the middle. Was sure. over the middle where Jimmy where Jimmy excels, but in the other places, I thought he was. I thought he was pretty accurate, I mean, and then the other gripe we've thought is is the wobbly ball, which which I think hurt hurt him well
0: I think what concerned me last year was not just it was when he missed over the middle he missed high and yeah. to me it was like well, you're gonna throw a lot of picks, and then also it was just throwing short passes way too hard to me in camp he wasn't doing that, and he doesn't right play. which right yeah it looked like yeah. it was from
1: by all accounts it looked like it was corrected now we'll see you know as training camp comes along but
0: Okay, so we've talked for 13 minutes. We still have five more things to digest from this 12-minute segment. That was wonderful. Thank you, Mike and Colin. So both of them, both Colin Cowherd and Mike Silver, clearly think the 49ers will hedge their bets and keep Jimmy Garoppolo on this team. They pointed out how you know Andy Reid was all in with Patrick Mahomes, got rid of Alex Smith right away, and built around Mahomes. The Niners haven't done that. They keep saying – it's because they intend to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe a trade market will materialize at some point um but as long as he's on the team it's hard to interpret it any other way than the Niners giving themselves a safety net in the sense that let's say Trey Lance falls on his face and it doesn't work out the first month of the season or it gets hurt well you got Jimmy G waiting there you know in bubble wrap supposedly waiting to get traded oh he's still on the team though I guess he can play yeah or if Trey Lance tears it up, then they could say, you know what? We didn't need you uh, at all. Um, but it's at least uh, a safety net. What do you think? Do you think that he's going to be on this team week one? Because I do. I do. I think they're going to head. I think, I don't think they're going to have a quarterback competition. No. going to practice. But I think he'll be around. He'll be on the team. And they'll say, he's rehabbing. His arm isn't ready. He's coming back. He hasn't thrown in a while. Um, yeah, I mean the trademark is going to be there once he's one hundred percent. He's just not one hundred percent healthy. That's what they're going to say. That's it
1: makes it. The thing about why I'm having so much trouble, Chris. Does it doesn't really make sense, Grant? It just, it doesn't like it. And Colin even said it on his on his podcast. Is yeah, he said he said like you can't have that guy in the in the building to yeah. you can't. And I agree with that. You can't
0: to unless you are
1: smart. Up. Right. For Trey I mean, Lance, are
0: going to try to get cute here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Is this, I can't remember, is this, a, this is a topic?
0: Do do? They could keep him essentially out of the building. Like, dude, don't go to meetings. Don't go to practice. Like, uh, don't talk to the press. We just need you to throw because you, you know, you haven't thrown in five months and we're trying to get you uh trade ready and you got to build up your arm strength. So we're going to start off, you throwing a ball boys, 10 yards, 15 yards, extending it. I mean, I think they have to build up his arm fitness. Will they, they do that?
1: Will they John wallam and just be like, just stay away, just stay, just hey,
0: stay away. You're, no, you're no, on our come team out team here right? at seven in the morning and throw before everyone's here, then leave. <laughs> come out here again at seven at night and throw and we'll give you ball boys. We'll give you the whole thing. But you don't need to work on timing with your receivers because you're not our quarterback. We want to th- we want to put you in bubble wrap, get your arm built up and then trade you. I mean, that's the number one goal. They can keep telling themselves it'll happen. But, you know, who knows what quarterback will get hurt week one? There's always a few quarterbacks and who get hurt.
1: And I think they also talked on a podcast. if would Jimmy G then would he request a trade or force force the issue? But I think the issue is the, the issue is here, right? Well, the the issue is here is he's not going to get the same amount of money at, no. at another place. So he's cut me, so I can't
0: make twenty seven million dollars this year. I think he'll, you know, he might not be right. happy about it, but he's not going to request. Because he's not, he's going to get fifteen million less on the open market if he gets right. Would you rather, for him, the question
1: would be: Would you? Would you rather start somewhere and play, or get fifteen million more dollars?
0: And again, the Niners aren't going to say they're hedging. They're going to say, "No, we're all in with Trey. Trey's our guy." It's just that we're going to trade Jimmy because a, a market does exist, and so he just needs to throw. You know, just because he's healthy enough to start throwing doesn't mean that he. Has the full capabilities in his arm, and we're going to build that up before before we deal him. And you know that process could take as long as they say it takes. Oh, we haven't traded him by by week one. Uh, we're still building that arm up. You know, it, it, he's still that, getting there. Another thing that Silver said in
1: in that podcast was in My in, in, in talking about Carolina, he said that. He said that one of the, the major they, – they did have guys in that building, in the Carolina building, that really liked Jimmy Garoppolo, but they had major concerns about him coming off that shoulder, shoulder surgery, which pretty much shut that hole. I
0: don't whole buy thing. that. I sell that. I mean, from everything we heard when this uh, surgery happened was that it was the least serious surgery you could possibly have and that there's no question about him eventually getting back to 100%. So, again, if this guy were Drew Brees, who did have a big short time soldier injury when he hit the market, teams would have still been interested as they were for Drew Brees. Right now, teams are looking at Jimmy like, no. I don't see that changing. I don't see the B.O. getting the stink getting out of that one. But um, maybe they, maybe it will. Anyway, I do see the Niners hedging here. They're going to say it's because they intend to trade him and that he's not healthy enough, and they're not going to just cut him because they're going to keep waiting, and they have the cap space. But really, it's because they have no conviction in the quarterback position. It's the same group that thought Jimmy was a better bet than Tom Brady. It's the same group that saw no use in at least even scouting Patrick Mahomes. They don't know. They're scared to move on to Trey Lance. I totally believe that they're scared to move on to Trey Lance because they haven't proven they can win without Jimmy Garoppolo. And if, you know, heaven forbid, they get a it's a rough start for Trey in September – What's the locker room? How's the locker room going to react? How's the fans going to react? How's the media going to react? How much? How much? Especially if they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and he's, you know, starting for Cleveland for five million dollars a year, playing well. I think they're afraid of that, just because there's a twenty-five percent chance it could happen.
1: So but, I think they're going to
0: hedge and make sure it doesn't happen and say, "Oh, it's okay. We wanted to spend this money on Trey's backup. That was the plan."
1: The flip side of that is they should be equally afraid of. The damage that jimmy can do by just being around and halting trey's development so Let's talk about that, they mike. they might inevitably cause cause what they're afraid of by
0: keeping jimmy on the roster third item of business colin cowherd interjected while mike silver was essentially making the case that jimmy should still be their quarterback and say i look i think they should trade jimmy garoppolo right now for a sixth round pick and be done with it uh first of all my instant reaction to that was You still think you can get a sixth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Like no one wants that contract to get to move Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Niners would have to pick up some of the bill, which wouldn't make sense because his contract isn't guaranteed. And they'd be better off just cutting him or keeping him, not keeping him. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure they could get a sixth round pick, but that's what Cowherd thinks. Just be done with it because he said you can't Trey can't take over the room as long as Jimmy's there. And I totally agree with that. So I don't know. I mean, I do think the Niners are probably going to hedge and try to keep Jimmy. I think it's a big mistake. And I think Coward's right. And even if they try to keep Jimmy out and have him just be like sort of rehabbing on the side, I mean, just the idea of Jimmy still being on that team is going to be a distraction.
1: Yeah. And then it might end up causing what what they're afraid of, which is Trey Lance not being able to develop or not being able to command or, or lead this team because everyone's saying, oh, well, Jimmy's here. He can do it. Right? He did it before. He got us to Super Bowl, got us to an NFC, NFC Championship, so any sort of danger is, is any sort of failure or any sort of speed bump that Trey Lance hit, that roster, people on that roster are going to immediately start looking to Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't have that on your team.
0: No, and even, again, I, I talked about this a few months ago, but this is what Jimmy could do. It's what probably I would do. I'm an asshole. Sorry. But um what, you, what he could do is, you know, Trey has a rough outing. Or even he wins. Yeah. Misses some throws. Misses a throw to Kittle. I would have got you. I would have got you. Or doesn't see Kittle open. Man, he's not throwing you enough. He's, I, yeah. If I was out there, you'd be getting 10 targets a game. And what's that about? Yeah. He's costing you money. Devo, your numbers were better last year with me. But you say that quietly, you know. I mean, he's the one. Trey's supposed to be the leader, but. Jimmy's the one with the relationships in the locker. All these players know him longer, better, you know? Like, or like Mitchell. Trey's like the new kid at school who's trying really hard to be, make everyone like him. He's like inviting them over to their house. He's letting them right. play video games. He's like, hey, be my friend. But Jimmy but, literally is their friend. You could, and you could see the difference in, remember the, the difference in when
1: he took that podium for the first time and it was like, he was a completely different, and then he said, he said last year's situation was, was a bit tough. Like, uh, you know, I didn't really have a feel of how I can react on, on the, on the podium because of, of the situation that happened last year. So it does completely change your perspective as a quarterback and what he can do, what he can't do, how he handles the leadership position on the team, all that stuff. And then obviously, you know, you could have Jimmy Garoppolo behind the scenes, you know, saying things to certain players and, Maybe that that might not be him, though. Who knows? But even if it wasn't Grant, like, just the fact that he's (laughs) there is going to cause players to Mm -hmm.
0: think. I I, I agree. Like, if he's at lunch, that's awkward. If he's at uh, a team meeting, that's awkward. He can be on the team, and he can be throwing, and the Niners can be cute and hold out to try to trade him or whatever or to keep him as a, a safety net in case Lance bombs or gets hurt, but he can't be in the facility can't be there uh, he he just can't be there he can be there early before people get there and late when people leave but he can't be there otherwise Trey's gonna feel inhibited like I can't be the leader I can't talk I can't be myself just his mere presence around other teammates will confuse people and will uh, hurt Trey I,
1: I disagree in that I don't even think he can be on the rock like there's just a the fact that he's on the roster, that he's that he's available, that he's an option. If he's no, op- no,
0: I'm like, that's fine, but he can't be in the facility. He can't be in the in the cafeteria. He can't be in the auditorium. He's got to be on. He's not on the team. He's on the roster, but he's out with D Ford somewhere, or further away. <laughs> you know, D Ford's on the team. Swear to God. I have multiple sources confirming. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, he's still he's still on the team.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. says i went back and watched steve young highlights he seemed to finish across his body like Trey us dave didn't, steve didn't always throw with a tight spiral either that's true about the second part i i know i know what you what you're seeing go and watch um jtl sullivan's video on throwing a spiral he actually mentioned steve young specifically and said that the way steve did it was when he got to the release point he actually bounced his hand back up and got a, a lot of wrist action as JTO sullivan pointed it uh, so that's the way he did it and it was a way to get a a real flick with his wrist. And I think that Steve probably got more of a flick than Lance does at this time. But that was Steve in his 30s. And I think he worked on that a great deal. Bryant says Jimmy wins Super Bowl as a backup. That's true. He is pr- a proven Super Bowl backup quarterback. If Jimmy's your backup quarterback, you probably have like a 78% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Depends what, what's his price point, though. Not at 27 million. <laughs> Russell James, here's a dollar. Thank you very much. Thanks. Let's move on. We're only halfway through the things that they said. Okay, this one's about Mike Silver. Mike Silver got wild for a minute. He was making a case for why – because Colin Coward said, look, they should trade Jimmy Garoppolo right now for the six. Be done with it. And He's like – Silver's like, let me present a counter argument." And he started saying the nicest things I've heard people say about – anyone say about Jimmy in the longest time. It was so nice. I had to write it down. It was unreal. He says, uh, you, as in the Niners, are constructed offensively to take advantage of Jimmy Garoppolo's unique gifts – soon said the word unique my ears picked up like which are those handing off unique gifts he goes incredible accuracy incredible 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 accuracy willingness to hang in the guts to deliver the ball in tight spaces and the uncanny ability to do that accurately then he goes Mike I love you Jimmy's not perfect he does those things great like elite. And when I was done listening to that, I told my wife, I said, you got to listen to what Mike Silver said about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I laid it all out. And she said, what quarterback is he talking about? I'm like, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) That none of those things describe Jimmy Garoppolo. That described Drew Brees. He said, he's not perfect. That's the, that's the big, that's the, the worst thing you can say about Jimmy's not perfect and he has four elite traits. If he had four elite traits, Trey Lance wouldn't be on this team. Right. He would have extended his contract. He'd be Drew Brees. You just described, Mike, you just described Drew Brees. One of the greatest, one of the 15 greatest quarterbacks of all time is what you just described here. Jimmy, he says he has the guts to deliver the ball in tight spaces. He has no choice because he can't throw deep. He won't throw outside the numbers he has no choice but to force the ball into that little tennis court that he plays in. And I mean the guts, I, I could say he has no conscience throwing those passes, getting intercepted by linebackers. I'm getting worked up, but this actually was killing me. His his acu-
1: his accuracy is he's accurate like over the middle. Like he can't not outside, not short, not even shorten outside, right? No. Like and no. I would say he does have a he does have a quick release when it's a short ball like his release it's it's quick he's
0: do nothing on his throw, right
1: that's <laughs> right so i'll give him that but to say that to say that he's elite
0: i mean you can't tell me the quarterback who missed wide open kyle use check up the right sideline in tennessee is an elite accurate thrower like that was one of the worst misses i've ever seen right so jimmy the reason he has the completion percentage he has because he doesn't throw Low percentage throws. That wasn't even a low. That was a freaking layup. But he doesn't throw down the field. So everything is a high percentage throw. And Kyle gives him some really high percentage throws. And he still gets picked yes. off a ton. If Jimmy were this good, the Niners would throw the ball a lot. Because they have a great tight end, theoretically one healthy. A great wide receiver. A terrific number two guy. But no, they run the ball more than any team except Seattle. Brian Hint, Brian Windhorse voice. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Yeah. <laughs> Why do the Niners have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, but they lead the league in rushing attempts? Why is that? Because of Jimmy and his limitations, because he does nothing elite. No, he does something elite. He's so good at handing off, man. Sometimes you think he's going to hand off with his left, but then he's like, oh, right. Oh. He might be the first person ever to do a behind the back handoff. I think he could do it. He should try. But yeah, that's his elite trait. Right. Oh, and his command of the huddle. The way he gets in that huddle and commands it, it's it's breathtaking. And then and then you're like, and then you're like, Jimmy, you you can't throw to the linebacker, and then he's like, Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Yeah. He's <laughs> also his ability to never take responsibility for any of his mistakes is elite. Jimmy, what happened when you threw the ball directly to the linebacker for the tenth time this year? Well, we really got to be better in that situation. You know, we got to run the route better. We got to block better. We got to. We got to be, be. Nah, man, you got to see the linebacker. <laughs> yeah, no, that's elite. Um, hold on, we got a comment, and it is from Irfan Mirza. Silfer also said that Jimmy has elite arm talent. He did elite arm talent. Elite. I'm sorry, Drew Brees had elite arm talent. Jimmy Garoppolo. Puts nothing on his throws. He has terrible footwork. His accuracy is largely a function of not throwing uh, down the field and having great receivers and Kyle Shanahan and um, elite arm talent. I mean, elite arm talent is someone who can throw all over the field, not just in one little area. My opinion. My opinion. Maybe he used to have elite arm talent at some point seven years ago, but not anymore. But even if you look at his draft profile, his
1: draft draft profile was never elite arm talent. He had, it was never, was never that. I would never, at no point in his career was he ever had elite arm talent. I think he's had, he's had a very, I would say his, his short, his short ball release short is, is elite. That's the only thing I would say that's elite about him is the quick, is the quick release. But outside of that, I I don't think. But he
0: compromises so much to have that. Absolutely. No, right, right. Yeah, right. I mean everything. So great. Take that quick release and take it to Cleveland, please. I'm tired of it. Jamarcus Russell had an elite arm.
1: Like, like he had one of the biggest. He has a, He had an elite arm.
0: JTO Sullivan had a super quick release. Yeah. Super quick. But the not really. All right, moving on. More from Mike Silver. Mike Silver insinuated that Debo Samuel's anger and his trade request. His burning desire to get paid now is at least partially or maybe primarily a result of the quarterback's switch in the sense that Debo knows that Garoppolo can get on the ball and will do it a lot and maybe doesn't have that confidence in Trey Lance. That's exactly what Mike Silver insinuated. What do you think of that? He even said, look, I haven't heard this. This is just you know, me sort of putting the tea leaves together. I really look forward to getting in the locker room so I can find out more about this. He even said this is a theory, but he thinks it, it, it pretty much makes sense. He was very confident in this theory. I think
1: that he's partially right in the sense I do think the quarterback situation does have to do with something why Debo is angry. I think he's... Debo wants to get paid, and because of the quarterback situation, there's not money there to pay him because he can't afford to put... The new Debo contract on the on the roster. Debo is upset because he wants to get paid. has has nothing to do with who the hell the quarterback is. It he wants his money. That's why he's upset. And I don't. I'm not texting Debo or it. But I'm I'm pretty confident that that's that that's the issue. I don't think it has to do with Trey Lance. I don't think it has to do with Jimmy. I think he just wants to get
0: his money. Look, I don't know. Maybe Silver knows something. I'm not discounting this. Maybe Silver knows something. Maybe Debo feels like, look, Jimmy's limited, but it works between us. And I put up great numbers with, with Jimmy. I'm a little nervous to see what this is going to look like without him. Maybe that's true. But if that's the case, Debo, let me just point out to you that the reason you have to play running back so much is because of Jimmy. They, You can't win. With Jimmy as your quarterback if you're playing wide receiver. You have to play running back with Jimmy there. That's just the facts. You may not understand that, but that's true. And the reason you can't win with Jimmy playing with at wide receiver with Jimmy as your quarterback is because you can't trust him to throw the ball more than 25 times a game. You know, he's gonna keep forcing that ball to you on those slants, and one of those is gonna get picked off by a linebacker or safety. It's been I mean, Kyle doesn't trust him. So you keep running the same slants, that's great. You're great at that. But with with <laughs> Trey Lance, you're gonna get the ball near the sideline sometimes, down the field sometimes. I think actually he's going to get you – he's going to be like Magic Johnson entering the Lakers and just making everyone, everyone's jobs easier. All of a sudden, everyone's going to get these layups, and your layups are going to be 30 yards down the field as opposed to catching the ball between three guys, seven yards past the line of scrimmage, and then breaking four tackles. Like, yeah, you can do that. That's amazing, man. But I really think Trey's going to make your job easier. As long as you can catch the ball, you can catch the ball, right, Debo? And,
1: That's and he might, he might make your, he probably make your career. You may have more longevity with him because you're going to be having less contact.
0: Yeah, I really feel that Trey Lance can do for Debo what Matthew Stafford did for Cooper Cup. I mean, this idea, I'm mean, romanticizing what Jimmy brings to an offense and his fit and this and that. It's like romanticizing Jared Goff, and no one does that for Jared Goff because it's ridiculous. But they do it for Jimmy because he's just so, people. Men always say this, and my wife always rolls her eyes. Like, why do they? He's just so handsome. He's just such a good-looking guy. It's like, what, what? does that have to do with anything? My wife, she always hears. She's like, oh, here we go again. Men in their love. Yeah. Men love Jimmy Garoppolo, and they always talk about how he. I, I don't get it. What? I don't know what it is. It's very weird. And my wife is always. It makes her laugh. Anyway, people talk that way about Jared Goff. No one said, oh, what a, what a face. We want that face. He's just handsome Jared Goff. And but no one romanticized, well, Cooper Cup. When you take Jared Goff off this team, Cooper Cup isn't going to get the balls. Like, what a joke. Anyway, I think that's exactly how I feel about this. Maybe maybe Debo disagrees. I think probably being a little, I don't know. I think hey, if Kyle doesn't express confidence. And how is anyone else on the team going to express all in confidence and trait, right? Kyle, you set the tone, bud. Andy Reid set the tone as well in a different way. All right, more, more. The last insinuation from Mike Silver, this was right off the bat. This was when he said was making the case why Trey Lance should not start. He was saying, look, this is a win now team. And he said, George Kittle, you don't know long how – no, excuse me. (laughs) That's not English. He said, George Kittle, you don't know how long he's going to do this. Going to turn 29 this year. Really really casually said that. And again, this is Mike Silver, not someone who deals in conspiracy theories. He has a wealth of information. Too much. It's all off the record. And he has to present them a lot of the times as thoughts, opinions, things he didn't hear. But really, this guy knows what he's talking about. George Kittle might not play much longer. Wow! News to me. Um, Buy or sell that one. I could...
1: I'd buy it. I mean, George, George Kittle's got his hand and he's, you know, he's, he likes wrestling. Um, he's, he's he's dabbled in that, you know, I, I see him on commercials, he's on commercial with his wife. So he's got his hands in different, in different things. Um, you know, the modern football athlete does, does fact does factor in health. So, um, he might look at him like, do I really want to continue with playing this sport? You know, um, I rather just take take my money, live the rest of my life. I can dabble in 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 wrestling, maybe. Um, even though that there are injury issues there too, um, sure. you know, I've got options. I mean, look at look at all the money that Fox and Amazon and, and all all that are putting out to to uh, NFL personalities. Um, now he 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 probably not going to get that Tom Brady contract, but George Kittle does certainly have a personality. He would he would have he has enough personality to warrant um, probably. Probably, probably a yeah, sizable. Greg Olson's
0: getting jobs, right? I mean, yeah. he could. yeah. Probably a sizable contract, yeah. yeah. I would think so. Um, to me, this makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know why you would assume any player would play deep into his 30s. They have to be a real throwback type um, because the studies are in. You really shouldn't be playing football that long. There's brain injury concerns, concussion stuff, probably less in WWE. He definitely does have a second career lined up. He could be a very marketable wrestler. Um, and I'm looking at guys like Calvin Johnson. He retired at 30. So if I were to say, okay, 2022, 20, do you think George Kittle will be playing football in 2025? That would be three, three, years. three years from now. No. I say no. I say no. Hey, God love him if he does and God love him if he doesn't. No, I'm not right, saying yeah. he will be like, Nothing against them, man. I think, honestly, if you can step away at uh, the NFL at 30 on your terms, good. you should. I mean, Gronkowski tried to, got dragged back by Tom Brady. Barry Sanders did. Calvin Johnson did. Patrick Willis did. I'm not telling him what to do, but no shame in it. I just thought it was interesting that Mike Silver said it like, what? What are you hear?
1: I think I think Barry Sanders had a lot that that retirement had a lot to do with the competitiveness, too, of that team. Like he would I think if I remember right, he was interesting playing longer, but he wanted to he wanted to do it elsewhere. And they were not going to let him go anywhere.
0: Well, I think what Mike Silver was essentially insinuating here was, hey, you don't know how much longer Cato's going to do this. Are you sure you want to mess with the quarterback spot? Because what if you take a step back? He could be like, you know what? I'm 29. WWE's pay, offering a lot of money. Whatever. I don't. This is a waste of my time. It's essentially what he was saying. Like he could just walk away. Yeah, he could. Oh, okay. I didn't. I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, he could. He absolutely could. That's something to think about.
1: If he did, if he did, do maybe that. they should have
0: traded him this year.
1: If he did do that, though, I mean, he would be he would be risking the Niners coming back to him and saying, "Hey, uh, you know that you know that monster signing bonus we gave you? Ooh, yeah, we're gonna need a lot
0: of that back." Yeah, we're going to need it. that. We're going to a lot of that. But you're going to need to, yeah, hope you saved up. Okay, so that's what they talked about on this podcast. You can go listen to it for yourself. The number one question when you finish listening to it, to me, is who are they talking to? Because they keep mentioning the source. Coward's like, hey, I'm pretty sure we got the same source here. And at the end he goes, well, S- Silver is incredibly well sourced on Baker. It's incredibly well sourced on the 49ers. Um, it's almost sounded like they had a little talk, chat before the interview and discussed who the, who their source was, uh, who, if you had uh, Mike, if you're watching, we don't know. It's a fun conversation. You know, it's the question on everyone's mind. So we're going to speculate and we don't know, but who do you think if you had to guess the source was or
1: sources, my best, my best guess would be John Lynch.
0: It's almost too obvious, right? <laughs> yeah. When Silver was saying all the superlatives and elite traits that Jimmy Garoppolo has, like the yeah. only person who talks like that is John Lynch in the world. Right. Maybe Jimmy's dad or brother. Right. But and
1: right. and uh, Colin, Cow- Colin, Colin Cowherd, he works at Fox. So he said,
0: right. right. So there's a work connection. Uh, I mean, Silver, I believe, wrote a biography of Mike Shanahan, probably has known Kyle Shanahan since he was 10. And Mike, Mike Shanahan Mike Shanahan has been on Colin's show. See, that's why I said sources. I don't think Kyle has the time or the inclination to talk to Mike Silver or anyone off the record. I think he's – I don't think he w- would do that. i could be wrong. Now, Mike Shanahan has time. He's retired. He knows Mike Silver very well. I wonder. You know what I'm saying? And the thing with Mike, Mike is um, – he's got his own agenda. Like, first he wants to protect his son, but also remember, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He won two Super Bowls, and the the knock against him was that, well, I mean, you were just kind of a product of John Elway. Like, you never – once you lost John Elway, you are pretty much a 500 coach after that. And I think he was always trying to prove that he could do something without a super talented quarterback. He, ever since he lost Elway, he was – he gravitated to quarterbacks like Brian Greasy. And Jake Plummer, like mid round backup types. And so does Kyle. I think both of them want to show that there's something so special about their scheme that transcends even great quarterback play. Neither one's been able to show that. And so maybe um, there's a little bit of that going on here as well. Like, you know, this Trey Lance guy is not going to be this, the, the solution to everything, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I
1: don't, but, but, I mean, and Kyle, he said, I think that he, he he said something to the contrary to that, right? Like, the, like, you want the elite guy because the elite guy makes everything easier for you. Yeah. And that's Smart. a and in, in the NFL. I mean, Bill Walsh didn't win anything without elite quarterback play, right? Like right. You know, yeah. like, you got to find that guy. You got to find the guy.
0: You really do. Um, yeah, so I guess, look, we're thinking Mike Shanahan, John Lynch, those two guys. I don't know. But I I do feel that last thing, and Silver brought this up, the Mac Jones thing. He keeps bringing it – because he was one of the guys, Silver, that reported the Niners were pretty much all set on Mac Jones. He was very confident in that and was making it seem like he'd heard. So, again, he knows what he's talking about. The way I interpret that is I think Kyle changed his mind at the last minute. I think, Or maybe didn't make up his mind until the last minute. I think there were probably – there was a Mac Jones camp in the front office and a Trey Lance camp. Maybe Kyle had indicated that he was leaning one way and then and then went the other way at the last minute or was just keeping people uh, on the edge of their seat. But I think a lot of people in the organization were surprised and maybe disagreed with it. And I think one of them, if I had a guess, would be John Lynch. He seems like a Mac Jones kind of guy. And I oh. wonder about the dad, too, because Mac Jones and Brian Greasy have so much in common, so much. To or see the good, it, Mike Chenin kind of guy,
1: or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Lynch, but it was still someone within the organization. It was hard because I think that when when if I remember right, when Kyle and John talked about that, they said they didn't tell anybody who they were going to pick. They, I think they told. Didn't they tell like they told like you say that? last minute.
0: Well, maybe so, Kyle had like given indications, made some arguments, and people thought he liked Mac Jones, and all of a sudden he pulled the rug out from Rich right. or whatever.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't even tell his dad. Maybe his dad was, was the source, and maybe he didn't even tell his – I mean, I, would, I, would, I think he probably would have told his I dad. I
0: think he but. just allowed a lot of people to think it was going to be Mac Jones. And I think a lot of people like Mike Silver still wonder why. Why did you allow so many people so close to you for so long to think it was going to be Mac Jones if it never was? That's strange. What is the motivation for that? I'm not saying that's what happened, but that seems like, that, that seems like what they're saying is what happened. What is the? What is that? Why would they do that? Why would Kyle do that? I feel like when when Windhorse did that for those two minutes, he pretty much summed up my entire career. That's what I do. Why would the 49ers do this? Let's talk about that for the next hour. That's what I do. He stumbled onto my entire business model. And then he and then he was right though because right the day
1: the, like right after that they started uh, Utah traded Gobert and like yeah.
0: I mean, really, he redeemed like 20 years of just a really forgettable career with that moment. In that moment, he became like a cult hero and a meme. All of a sudden, he's cool. Brian Windhorse was the least cool sports reporter in the world before that moment. Now he's number one. It's so great when you see a guy live long enough to become the hero, you know? Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Michael Silver. Thank you, Colin Cowherd. I hope people don't, uh, I hope they don't object with, to our objections too much. I mean, you put out stuff like that, it's going to start a conversation. Anyway, I respect their professionalism. Last thing I want to say, though, and I do, I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to hold this in. Man, Mike Silver, like, Mike, I love you, Mike. You live in Davis. Santa is not that far away. You haven't watched Trey Lance practice very much, maybe a couple of times. I'm there every day. Hit me up. If you got an inside line of the Niners and they're going to tell you what, that's great. I I respect that. I'm not knocking that. But cross-reference, they have an agenda. They're trying to trade him. Okay, they really love Jimmy. He's got four elite traits. That sounds a little over the top. I'm going to call Grant. I have Grant's number. Let me talk to someone who's also seen him and doesn't have that bias. And now I can sort of cross-reference and see what I believe. Don't just be super juiced that you have an inside source with the Niners and and just repeat what they told you because – one, you could come to practice and watch Trey and Jimmy for yourself. Like last year, this all started when, when first five days of camp, Trey tore it up. I wrote that he's the best quarterback I'd ever seen in that practice field. And Matt Mayoko said essentially the same thing. So that was kind of getting – that was sort of like – that's not the narrative the Niners wanted. They wanted right. Jimmy. And, so, and that was sort of pressuring the Niners to give Trey first-team reps, which they, which they hadn't done yet. Silver comes, watches one day of practice where Jimmy was, you know, okay – but he was essentially Jimmy and then writes, Jimmy's having the best camp of his life. Jimmy's playing the best football of his life. First of all, he didn't show that today. He's never shown that. You're not here. Who told you that? And just because they told you, it doesn't mean it's true. That's my one thing with Mike, man. Like, Mike, I love you. You're an OG in this game. You know better, man. Come on. Come to practice. I will will show you what I'm talking about with Jimmy. Because if you were there every day in camp last year, you wouldn't have said he had the best camp of his life. You'd be like, (laughs) You know, that's what you would have been like. So I just don't understand. You got to remember too, Mike, the Niners are trying to trade Jimmy and they really are trying to gaslight the whole nation that he's really good and they like him, but they want to trade him. So don't allow, don't be, don't allow them to let you gaslight people too. And if you really were there and you felt that Jimmy was elite in those four things, fine. Come on, man. You don't really think that, do you? Anyway, that's all. I was. So one thing I wanted to say about Mike, and I'm not questioning his professionalism or anything. I just feel like in his one particular thing, I don't know, maybe he just knows John Lynch super well for the last 30 years and just trusts him. And if John tells him something, it's the truth. Or he wants John to succeed. I don't know. It's almost like he's trying to help John trade Jimmy. Like, I don't, come on, man. Let John do that on his own. John got himself in this situation. He can get himself out. The the 49ers are fortunate that it's, they have
1: two reporters where they can do use this to, I think. Him and Peter King are the two. Are the two? They're they're well connected with, and you know,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: like cool. oh, because Pete, didn't Peter King write something similar last year about Bouchard Garoppolo? Yes, but yeah, yes.
0: It just seems like I again I, I don't know, but it seems like when it's when times get tough and it's time to, when the narrative is getting away from the 49ers and it's time to get control of that again, John Lynch calls his old his old faithfuls. You know what I mean? It's, it just feels transparent, but I don't know. Please don't get me in trouble for speculating. I was just speculating. I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel, how do you
1: feel about Trent Williams being the first offensive lineman to be rated 99 overall and met it?
0: probably well deserved. I would think he probably should have gotten this a long time ago, and the fact that you gave it to him at 35 is kind of funny. Probably should have had it at 27. 25.: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Probably because he was buried on over correction on the commanders. Not saying he's not a 99, but it took this long for them to figure out that this he's this good like
1: but also but also if you look at like there hasn't been there's not been an offensive lineman that's been worthy of a 99 like in the last 20 years i, I disagree with that like joe thomas was pretty flipping good he was just on a terrible <laughs> terrible, terrible 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 team like there, there have been really good offensive tackles out there i just think people just don't give the don't give off offensive
0: lineman even the love like that's true. I mean, Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, they're just throwing out 99s left and right over here to wide receivers. I guess. Yeah, I
1: haven't,
0: like, I haven't played like, Madden since like thirty. 30 like, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy's not ninety-nine. What's he seven? You, you would think he's.
0: You would think Jimmy Garoppolo would be a ninety-nine. Is he? Does is he ninety-nine accuracy? Yeah. Willingness no, <laughs> to hang in. I don't even think his accuracy
1: in, in Madden is in, in the 90s. Because it shouldn't be. What's his what's, his in, what's
0: his injury? On that note, that's our show. Thank you very much. Uh, from what I understand, there's going to be some sort of a decision in the next four or five days with Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, if Cleveland's going to make a move, it could happen in the next week. Let's see what happens. Coach, thanks for joining me. Everyone, thank you for being here. I'll be back tomorrow with crock early in the morning. See you then.